Hi, this is Dan Crawford at WPOV Global. Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of WPOV Global. I will be your esteemed host for the evening, uh, the true legend, since he's not here tonight, uh, the lone wolf Andy Anderson, uh, conspicuous by his absence. He's a little under the weather. We wish Mr. T. James Logan well. But uh, joining me, as always, some might say... Uh, my uh, illegitimate son, Elio Canella. Elio, how are you doing, yes, my sir. friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Well, with uh, TJ not here today, this might shorten things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to look at tonight's AEW Dynamite. We've got uh, Elite or Delete to look at. Uh, I guess we can touch on Impact in yep. passing. Impact uh, which... Which do you want to do first? Should we touch on... Oh, we can just touch on Impact real quick. Um, because I... Although I didn't get to see it, I haven't recorded. I do know that um, last night, Private Party made their debut... Made an appearance on Impact. And um, they've uh, become the number one contenders to the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Right. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I think, what, the last week, last two weeks, we're discussing... If uh, we think AEW stars are going to show up on Impact, I think our general consensus was, no, nah, maybe not much, not just outside of uh, Kenny Omega. But uh, here we are. All of a sudden, the new number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team titles are a team from AEW. I mean, it, it, it does make uh, things interesting, but uh, how long do you think uh, this will last, this uh, crossover? Uh you know what? You ask a good question. I guess that's for us to tune in to find out. Time will tell. But I do agree with you. I think it makes it uh, interesting. And again, I didn't see it either. I, like you, I kind of read the results. And ha- actually, I'm happy to see that. So it's kind of see see where it goes. And hopefully that brings up some viewership for, for impact. All right. Uh, elite or delete. And today we're focusing on WPOV Global's <laughs> favorite uh, favorite female these days, Mr. Jade, Mr. <laughs> wow, excuse me, Miss Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Uh, yeah. What do we got for numbers, Elio? So for numbers, we let's pull the machine up. We've got. 49% said elite, while 51% said delete. All right. We got, do you want to skim through some comments here? We got some comments on our Facebook yep. uh, page. Let's take a look at the comments here. All right. Maybe we just pick out a few. Actually, we had quite a few to this. Maybe we just pick out a few of the, the highlights. Okay. Uh, I've got Josh Sanders. He says, she needs what Rick said, but the look she has can be elite kind of has that jazz kind of look, but needs the promo and personality to come through more. I, I would agree with that. Although uh, clay Cummings, I think this kind of sums up kind of my sentiment is this woman needs a lot of work before ever getting a push. She has not shown any potential to me so far. And then we get that nice, nice uh, picture of Matt Hardy saying delete. <laughs> Who else we got? Uh, what else we got? Marcus Kastler says purgatory waiting to see her wrestle first, I guess, but I don't think she'll improve the division. There we go. Let's see. Uh, John Betty. She is a hot mess. No talent whatsoever. I guess that would be a, a delete. <laughs> that sounds like delete to me. Yeah. Is there one or two more? Darren Metzler says uh, enhancement jobber and gives a thumbs up uh, next to jobber. So I guess that would be delete for him. All right. And uh, for last one here, Dwayne Shepard. She looks like she'd be a beast, but I got the feeling she'll have the talent of Eva Marie. 
wouldn't delete her, but she'd be a decent stepping stone, kind of like a mini boss before you fight the main boss. Interesting. Okay. So I think overall, and granted, we just, uh, I think this has been one of the topics that's got a lot more comments than, than usual wow. on the Facebook page, hey? Yeah, I'm seeing all these comments here. And it, I'd say it's probably, the, the comments look like it'd be a little more leaning towards that delete side versus mm-hmm. the elite. Uh, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Elite, delete. Okay, so my, can we get my thoughts together? When I saw her make her debut, I literally walked through the, the door that night because I was invited out to my neighbors for dinner. So I caught AEW mid-show and I, as soon as I turned to the and I saw her, when I heard her speak, it was just terrible. Like her promo is not good. Um, I'm gonna. I'd say delete because, like you always uh, have that first impression. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not good. This one was not a good first impression for me because um, really she. I feel like she's being pushed to dynamite too, too soon. She should be on dark first to like to. Uh, Develop her skills. Yep. Develop yep. her skills, her promos, her in ring. Uh, have we ever have we even seen her wrestle? I don't even remember if we've seen no. her yet. No. no. There you go. She hasn't even uh, been in the ring and she's on her on Dynamite. Yeah. I I would have to agree with you. Uh, a few other like I said, a few of the comments that we had on our Facebook page. Uh, to me it's it's too much too soon. Yep. Way too much too soon. And to me, it's exposed every time she's on TV. Uh, I don't find she has a very good presence. I mean, last week on the waiting room. Yeah. Uh, just, again, like, and I think I said last week, it's like if someone's writing for her, uh, either they're not doing a good job or she's not delivering well. Mm-hmm. If they're allowing her to kind of speak on her own, they need to stop that because it's just, to me, I guess, just not buying it. Um, I, I agree. She needs... To be back on dark, she needs to be getting more more seasoning, more experience, because right now it's I, I think it's almost bowling shoe ugly what I see with her, and and I to me that's not a knock on her. Um, I guess it is a knock on her, but it's the inexperience is there and it shows. Yep, and she's in a position that she doesn't she shouldn't be in. So. I guess much like everything else, time will tell, but uh, who knows? As we, as we saw tonight, uh, Shaq is going to show up next week. So I don't know if that means she'll be with Shaq or I don't know if they know what that means. Before you uh, said that, I'd forgotten all about it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but we will do our best to remain positive. Uh, So that was our elite delete. We're not doing anything really with spotlight this week. That's more for the WPOV main show. Uh, do we need to take a quick break? Do we need to uh, plug shirts? Do we want to go straight into Dynamite? What do we want to do here? Uh, we can uh, plug shirts, of course. Uh, and our shows, we're just one of many shows. We have uh, WPOV on Saturdays. This show, WPOV Global, comes out on Fridays with the Lone Wolf, Andy Anderson, the legend T.J. Logan, myself, the gentleman, Elio Canella, and we have WPOV Aftermath, which is after every major pay-per-view, mostly WBE. And we also have WPOV Quarantine, which airs on Tuesdays. That, that shows, I don't know about you, but that show is pretty near and dear to my heart. I, I enjoy that show. I do enjoy it as well. <laughs> and you can, you can uh, listen to find all of those shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Podbean. Wherever better podcasts are found. There you go. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that line. (laughs) And T-shirts. We got T-shirts. Yes, we got T-shirts. Tell us about the T-shirts. Well, Elio, I'm glad (laughs) you asked. (laughs) Wrestling WPOV T-shirts available now. Go to... Pro Wrestling Tees.com backslash wrestling WPOV for your chance to purchase one of four. Get that one, two, three, four amazing 
Wrestling WPOV t-shirts. $19.95 each. $80 for all four. Get them today. Create your own WPOV Four Horsemen. Or Four Horsewomen. Or just buy all four for yourself. But go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash wrestling WPOV and get your t-shirts today. Don West, is that you? <laughs> Don who? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break and we will be back with AEW Dynamite. Dynamite! This is D'Lo Brown right here, right now. You're listening to WPOV Global. You're looking at the real deal now. All right, we're back. WPOV fans, AEW Dynamite fans, we are going to look at the latest, latest edition of AEW Dynamite. I know might. Uh, this show started off with a, what do we have here? We have an eight-man tag. Actually, no, even before the eight-man tag, we had the Dark Order out. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was nice. Search the beginning, birthday cake. Yes, and and it was funny to see uh, Brody (laughs) take that paper and say, my birthday was three days ago, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to say that to him, like, his birthday was today, because didn't they celebrate it? But yeah, no, that was was a nice touch. Uh, Having the cake and the dark order out there was a nice touch. Uh, It's, it's, I find it, it, it's fun, it's neat that this kid's getting a little extra time. I don't know if I want this to be like a regular ongoing thing. No, that's why. So when I was thinking, when I saw like they had like a whole bunch of tag team matches, I'm like, is this gonna be like a whole like tag team show tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I I even mean just even having the kid out there. I yeah. Guess. You know, so it's uh, I guess time will tell. Uh, we then segue into our first match of the evening, which was the uh, the Dark order. Yep. Versus TH2 in the Chaos Project. Yes. All right. There we go. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match? This was another bad match. I I enjoyed this match, and uh, and then at uh, the end, um, I liked uh, I liked uh, how Paige uh, delivered that uh, buckshot lariat into that uh, suplex that Reynolds. Get. Yes. I hit with that for that cover and the three counts and. Uh, the ending. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think about the ending when I, John, John Silver got on his knee. I said a picture for his decision. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And sure enough, he said no. <laughs> because the last one ended badly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was fine with this, with this match. I, I would agree. Uh not a blow me away match, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think for Chaos Project, it was, if I recall, the last time they were on TV, that was the main event with the Jericho match, right? Uh, last time. Yeah, yeah, that was the last yeah. time. Then uh, other times they've made mainly in the, in the crowd. Right, but as far as like matches go. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one was the Jericho. Yeah, so this, uh, I, it was nice to see for, for them, especially for Luther, to have a little bit of a better showing mm-hmm. than, uh, than that match. Uh, yeah, overall it was fun. A lot of good combinations there. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with the Dark Order and Adam Page if they still, you know, try to pursue him because I thought they all worked really well as a team. Uh, Silver, Reynolds, uh, Colt, no, and, and Page. At first, I wasn't sure like how how would he fit into that group, but I mean, I think they were yeah they worked well together tonight. So yeah, I think I can see him fit in with that group. Yeah, I mean and, they, and got right, cool, they got cool Cabana, <laughs> right? And, and right now, you know, we, we've discussed this on previous episodes. It feels like the Dark Order is still kind of trying to find some direction, find an identity. Yep. I mean, you know, again, watching today with everything, to me, there was less Dark Order stuff. It was just more of a they're this group and they're kind of goofy, kind of funny, a little offbeat. Mm-hmm. So you know. At, at one point, I think I I compared Cole Cabana to being the um, uh, the, the normal daughter from the Munsters. <laughs> you remember? And, and I don't know. Maybe maybe now Colt's assimilated enough, so maybe Adam Page becomes the the daughter of the Dark Order Munsters, and you know he's the normal good-looking one. I, I, I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, it was good. The post-match segment there where, uh, like you said, John Silver went to one knee, proposed. Uh, <laughs> Paige said no. The, they had the celebration set up, so that was fun. He said yes. They had the balloons. They had everybody else out. They're trying to shove them all away. That was fun. That was good, uh, good fun, good entertainment. And yeah, not a, not a bad way to start the show. Um, next match, or sorry, before that, we had uh, our next segment was the MJF Jericho promo. Um, I don't know, just pretty straightforward. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, pretty straightforward. That was uh, when uh, he went. Oh, no, that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I was thinking of uh, when he went in to uh, talk to the, yeah, the rest yeah, of the guys. Yeah, this yeah. is just, this is just yeah. Jericho. Oh, and... uh, yeah, it was fine with this one. Yeah, just kind of saying, hey, this is going to strengthen things. We're going to be okay. Yep. Um, yeah, that was what it was. Uh, from that promo, we go to a segment invo- involving Tony Schiavone, Darby Allen, Sting. Uh, yeah, this. I try to be. I, I want to be positive about yeah. the upbeat, but it's it's getting really difficult. I mean, you know, you get Darby and. You get Darby and Sting out there, and Sting starts to talk. Taz cuts him off. They go off on this thing. And, and this is what's going to get me, though. Is So basically, Team Taz challenges Darby and Sting. It looks like two, like a street fighter, some sort of team match. Every week, I, I think there's going to be something new, something different, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Whenever Darby and Sting are out there, and, and to top it off, what got me as the segment was coming to a close is prior to the interruption, Sting was starting to talk. And it sounded like he had something more to say than just, oh, you remind me of me. But then they accept the tag match and it's like the segment's over. But it's like, well, wait, didn't you come out to talk about Darby and congratulate him? Yeah, that's what it, that's what it said before commercial. It said, next, Sting congratulates Darby Allen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's, you know, it's like they needed that segment to have them come out and go, hey, congratulations. We have a match All right, we're done. against <laughs> Team Taz. Yeah. Yeah. So that, for that reason, <laughs> that, that fell kind of, kind of flat for me. Did you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, these segments are becoming flat week after week. Yeah. Uh, oh, the other note I made here, I like what made me wonder though, is if they're going to do some sort of, street fight thing if it's involving sting and darby being darby uh i'm throwing this out here now i wonder if this is going to end up being uh, an aew attempt at a cinematic match oh as a we, way to kind of protect I, sting and make him I don't look know, better maybe we've already seen a cinematic match in aew with a brit baker which wasn't very good yeah, well, I, I didn't say the first. I just said this would be a cinematic match just with these guys because I'm, I'm just trying yeah. to think if they if they do that to maybe try and protect Sting. It could be, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. So that's that was my thought there, so I'm throwing it out. So if I'm right, I'm going to come back and tell you all that I was right. Okay. If I was wrong, then I will never bring up this segment again. <laughs> uh, from there... More talking. We get the Young Bucks going to visit uh, Kenny Omega's palatial estate. Yes, and with uh, an elevator. But, but instead of Kenny Omega, we get Don Callis. Great. <laughs> uh, and Michael Nakazawa. Is that his name? Nakazawa? Okay, I didn't know. It's not excited. I flipped uh, from uh, iPad to television, so I must miss that part. Okay. Yeah, so he was there. I don't know if he was kind of. Kenny's lackey or helper or something, but uh, uh, he was there kind of showing the Young Bucks around until Don showed up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they had the exchange where, you know, questioning friendship and Don saying that the Young Bucks are holding him back. And uh, by the end of it, it sounded like the Young Bucks were attacking Don. Uh, yeah, you see him backing away before the camera go feeds the black. Yeah. How did, how did you feel about this segment? Uh, for me, uh, I, I I didn't care. For it. I, like I'm I don't I'm not a fan of Don Callis. Yeah, yeah. I've never really been a big fan of Don Callis, even back to WF days. Yeah, no, uh, it's uh, 
I guess I kind of have that that vibe too. It just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, if TJ was here, I know that he would say that just very carny. And uh, yeah, just to me, it's that's that go away, that go away heat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess it's, you know establishing a bit more of the separation between the young bucks and uh, Kenny and the elite. So again, time will tell what uh, what happens there. That segment finishes. Then we finally get to our next match. Pretty. Oh, all right. Well, it sounds like you've got something to say. Pretty. Peter Avalon versus Cody. Elio, talk uh, to me about this match. I, I, just, I don't get this guy. Like, we, we don't see him for the longest time on Dynamite. I'm talking about Peter Avalon. Nelson, he appears, he gets a match with Cody, which has me asking the question, Why? Mainly, I, mainly we see him on Dark, where apparently now he's going to have a walk-off uh, against Lee Johnson on Dark next week, so I, I don't care. All right. Uh, but the, the, it, what confused me was the ending. Like, because uh, did he, uh, they have both shows on the on the mat when uh, Cody had him in the figure four? No, I... Well, because he... It's like he tapped out, and so I get what the... To me, and I was looking to discuss this, too... What I got out of it was that uh, Cody was going to slap him, and right, he didn't I want him to make con- yeah he didn't want him to make contact with the face yeah so that's why he just tapped. <laughs> that was a confusing ending. Yeah, yeah, I I had to note about that too. Like I, I had to rewind that to see. I'm like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the match the match itself I thought was all right. Uh, I've never I've never seen Peter Avalon before again. Like I don't watch Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned to you before we came came on the show here. What I found kind of weird, and maybe this is me trying to make more logic out of an illogical business, was here we have Peter Avalon coming off of Dark uh, to face you know one of the top stars in Cody Rhodes, and yet at the bottom we're getting match results from dark and as he's wrestling it says scorpio sky defeats peter avalon yeah so to me that that says to me that what happens on dark doesn't matter because you know like if if he's gonna lose he's still gonna have a match with cody so why not try and make dark a little more meaningful to have a connection there maybe they do maybe they do that but uh not in this case and uh, when uh, Cody hit the crossover at the beginning, I'm like, wait, that's it? He just hits the crossover? That's, that can't be it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And to watch Peter Avalon, uh, other than the fact that he was channeling his inner Rick Rude for his <laughs> introductions, which is fine to me, it's, you know, to use inspiration and whatnot, and it's right. tough to be original. But, uh, you know, we see that, and then I don't really see a lot of anything else towards the character mm-hmm. throughout the match. So, again, to go back to the finish, like you mentioned, where it was confusing for you, I was confused as well. But, I mean, I, you know, the, I, I think JR said it was like, oh, he didn't want to get hit in the face, and that's why he tapped out. So we had to have that explained to us. Um, I don't know. To me, that's, that's something that if, if that's – part of his character part of his gimmick mm-hmm. that's something i don't know do they put that over on dark when he works yeah uh, last night uh, actually i didn't mind his um promo on the sh- on dark last night i found that the idea he came up with to be kind of dumb and like i don't know what to make of it but um yeah he puts over like his like you know, his face like not wanting to be hit in the face and okay like, it kind of like how the Miz always calls his face a moneymaker. So yeah. it's kind of like that. Okay. Well, that's that's good that uh, they do that then because that's you know what I was kind of was kind of hitting at here was uh, that's something that needs to be done. But to me, like that wasn't put across. Again, as someone that doesn't watch Dark and I'm watching this guy for the first time, uh, to me it would make more sense. That's something that they need to get across, and either he needs to tell us that through his actions during the match. Like if Cody's going to throw a closed fist or whatever, mm-hmm. he needs to make a bigger deal out of it. And or the commentary team needs to fill us in more because, again, I didn't know anything about this. And the end of the match is like, OK, well, 
I, I get it, but you know, it's not really spelled out. So uh, we also had Jade out there. Thankfully she didn't do much. Um, yeah, maybe just best to leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from there, we go to FTR uh, doing a promo and who walks in but uh, the Jurassic Express. What did you get out of this? The, uh, I didn't mind the segment. Uh, it was uh, it sets up a match for next week when you see that I believe Dags against um Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I didn't mind that. I was fine with this uh, segment. Yeah, I, I agree. Pretty straightforward to help set up for for next week. Um, you know, I guess just kind of extending things between FTR and the Jurassic Express. Uh, yeah, it's not, doesn't feel like must watch TV, but I'm, I'm happy. It's something to help set up and not just randomly thrown together the night of. Right. Yep. I agree. All right. Our next match, man, we're flying here. Uh, our next match. This show flew by. It's like two it, hours, just like that. It did. You're right. It yeah. did. It did. Uh, the returning Mox, John Moxley versus let me see uh, Nick, Nick Komarodo. He he's another one that was on dark. Another one that was on dark. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go first here just because this is my first impression. I like the look of Nick Komarodo. It, it kind of, and they, I think Tony and JR alluded to kind of like the face of a bruiser Brody with the wild yeah. hair. Yeah. I kind of saw like he, a bit of like a, yeah, like a bit of like a Hercules Hernandez body. Yep. With a uh, Bruiser Brody face, uh, I, and the I like Hercules uh, with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, when, yep, yeah. So it, uh, I, I like his look. I, you know, I. If you say he's on dark, cool. Uh, I thought overall it was a, a decent match, mm-hmm. and uh, he got a fair amount in there. No, I was, I was fine with the ending as well. Like the sleeper hold, uh, just end the yep. match. I was, yep. But uh, yeah, he looked. Looked good, looked solid. I mean, room for improvement, absolutely. But uh, he was there to make Mox look good, which I thought he did. You know, Mox taking on the big man. And, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. Hopefully we'll see more, we'll see more of, the, of uh, Nick Komarodo. Post-match, Moxie with the promo, basically challenging uh, all the boys down in Nashville saying all roads in wrestling lead to Mox. How did you find that uh, promo, Elio? Yeah, again, his promos are, um, his promos have improved. I was fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I agree. And uh, this also kind of helped set up for the, what is it, the, be, the beach, 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 blast, beach, beach, what is it? Beach break, is he out of there? Well, yeah, that because that's what they announced oh, during the last okay, match. Okay, that was right, the, okay. That's the, he's in the main event. So right? it's okay for the strong game. Yeah, and that guy, that's probably going to help. We don't even, we, we don't even, uh, do we know, we only know like one or two matches. Let's touch on that later because I'm going to yeah, challenge you okay, that because even I right. might actually know more now. I might be, uh, okay. I might be a little more on the ball than usual. All right. Um, all right. Mox is finished. We get a first family promo. Eddie Kingston, one of uh, TJ's favorites, starts to deliver a promo. Now, I have a question for you here, and I don't know if you saw this. I can't remember. I want to say we had this kind of go through our group chat. I thought somewhere in the past few weeks, didn't Lance Archer post what looked like that he had gotten his hair some of his hair chopped off or something or like that's, what I, that's what I saw I saw the picture that you're speaking of yeah yeah but yet it's still all there <laughs> I don't get it yeah I guess I remember I think it was last week's show seeing seeing him and I'm like is today taped because it looked like he got his haircut from what they showed on social media and I'm like okay whatever and then again this week when he pops in to interrupt the first family promo there's the the long braid. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I I think the joke was made. I think TJ said maybe it was his pubes. Maybe it was. 
maybe TJ is uh, privy to some uh, serious inside information. Maybe maybe uh, Lance Archer has an OnlyFans account. So and maybe TJ's a fan and got to see a little more of that. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I guess you can't believe... something you want to tell us. If we remember, maybe we'll have to uh, bring this up next week. But uh, you know, I guess not everything on the internet is true. Who knew? <laughs> All right. So they have their promo. Uh, any takeaways from you out of that one? Uh, basically, I what. I enjoyed the promo, and again, it sets up a match next week, uh, Kingston and uh, Lance Archer. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just a minute match thrown together last second. Right, and this one's sort of been building because they even touched on, yeah. you know, Pac working with uh, with Eddie Kingston, and, and it's kind of like Lance was the next in line to get his hands on him, so, so that makes sense. Uh, that was good to see. Uh, I had a, a chuckle or two at the end there when uh, Jake pulls Archer out of the way and he starts bickering back and forth with a couple of them. I think the last thing Jake's one of them says something was like to get, get to step in or, or get walking Jake. And Jake says, bite me. And it's like, it almost looked like they were trying to, to try not to like laugh. So it's, I don't know. It's like it, if they got Jake or Jake got them or maybe a little bit of both, but uh, a, a fun little, fun little moment there. All right, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this next match. Uh, top flight, Matt Seidel versus Private Party and Matt Hardy, or as I like to call him, Party Hardy Marty. Okay, this uh, this match, uh, I enjoyed this match. Uh, there's a lot of action in this match. I, uh, Matt Seidel did well. Um, yeah, I guess we know uh, Private Party, or he was on, he used the chair behind the referee's back. So, yeah, yeah, that um, kind of. Yeah, I enjoyed this match. Uh, the ending uh, when with the two teams facing off. Yeah. So I thought everyone did well here. All right, and, and like I said, we got some clarity now. It seems that uh, Party Hardy Marty are all on the same page, and uh, Private Party has gone gone rogue, gone heel, uh, which. I think is a good move for them. Uh, I agree with you. I thought there was a lot of action. To me, there got to be there some points where I thought there was a little too much. We talk about the dreaded standing around. We talk about kind of sometimes waiting for spots or waiting for things to happen. Uh, I saw that more than a few times, so that kind of turned me off a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I like the chair shot for the, for the win. I like that Private Party and Matt Hardy are all on the same page and they had a little post-match brouhaha as well. Uh, even beating on Matt to kind of solidify and further confirm that they've, they've turned heel. And uh, again, that's another one of those. Let's, let's see what happens because this is something where something was developing a little bit. And I think everybody was kind of, maybe even us included was kind of poo-pooing it saying, Oh, you know, they signed with him and already there's, there's trouble. And yeah. This is doomed right from the start, and and you know they kind of pulled a little switch on us, which was good to see. So uh, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. And you can hear Matt Hardy saying, "You're embarrassing me." Yeah. <laughs> well, early on. Early on, yeah. Like whenever, yeah, yeah. whenever, whenever was getting beaten up by Tom Flight, he's like, "You're embarrassing me." They <laughs> see Mark Widow with the beaten speak. He got rid of the tails, which I don't know why he still wears a tail. Uh, Jackie, I don't get it. Maybe, but, maybe now uh, become a thing. Maybe now it's become a thing for cheap heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so overall, like you said, you liked it. I thought it was okay. Oh. A little, a little too busy for my liking, but uh, I was happy with the finish. All right, another inner circle moment where we get the uh, promo with. MJF and Wardlow walking in on the group. Okay, this is minus Chris Jericho. Yes. Yep. Now go ahead. I don't know. I know. That's why I was. Uh, I was getting the two segments mixed up. Is, is what I was saying earlier. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this one here, basically, they were just uh, MJF trying to to be cool with the boys. 
Sammy's still not having any part of it. Nope. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I, I like that. And I, and I think Sammy plays it well. So, I mean, you know, we'll see where that goes, but uh, I like it. And, and even a little bit in the, in the match, uh, I mentioned this the last time. Uh, actually, I think it was that, that Jericho match against the chaos project. And I think I said, like, Sammy has some good fire as a baby face. And uh, him standing up to MJF to me feels a little baby face esque, mm-hmm. and it, it feels like a natural natural vibe from him. So I like him as a heel. I like him as a baby face. Um, yeah, good stuff. All right, the next matchup was the T James Logan tribute match, also known as the uh, women's match of the evening. Penelope Ford taking on Layla Hirsch. What do you got, Elio? Okay, I like Layla Hirsch. I just uh, didn't enjoy this match. Much it was just okay for me. I wasn't yeah. blown away by it. I do like the ending. Uh, Miro, again, Miro looked better than he's been presented yeah. up to now. Um, and bringing uh, Charles, Charles, telling him to tell Orange Cassidy that Nero is a new best friend. <laughs> yep. And I think I, I don't know if I heard right, but I think I'm gonna have uh, the best man music. They, they, he has new music, Nero. I see. And it, okay, because I don't really remember the old music, but I, I, like the music stuck out to me tonight, so I didn't know if there was. Yeah, that, I don't know that if. I don't know if they changed it or if they changed it, that's good because that other one he had was terrible. All right. When he uh, first debuted, this is the best man giving. Gotcha. 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 All right. Anything else on the on the women's match? Uh, that's all I got. So I no. just thought it was just okay for me. I like Leila Hirsch, not a big fan of no support. Yeah. All right. I found it to be a decent match. Um, not up to the level of a match, say, with Serena Deeb or Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. but definitely one of the better women's matches. Uh, early on there, it, it seemed like Layla was really leading Penelope. There's a couple times where I could see her kind of lean in for her to grab the head and, and kind of guiding Penelope along. Um, it, it, while it's good to see, it's bad that you see it. You know, if it could be a little more subtle, a little yeah. more hidden. But... Uh, I'm going to say this and how I would normally say it is usually more towards like a negative thing. And that's not how I mean it in this instance. To me, the match could have been a little shorter. I thought it went a little too long and and not to the point where it's too long that it was getting, that it was boring, but just for what it felt like as far as their chemistry and, and how they were working together and what was going on. Like I said, I could see some of the instances where Layla was, was clearly guiding uh, Penelope. Right. To me, it's like, you know what, if this match had been shaved maybe three, four minutes, it could have been a bit of a, a tighter match. Because now when I'm watching this, I can tell like when two, when two wrestlers in there are like have chemistry and like they work well. You yeah. can tell. Yeah. These yeah. two. I mean, I wasn't seeing it there. Yeah. See, I, I, like I said, I thought it was all right. Um, yeah. It could maybe a little bit tightened up, but again, for showings of, of AEW's women's matches, this was, uh, you know, not a bad match at all. So, uh, of course, Penelope gets the win. Like you said, post match, we get uh, some Miro working with Charles. I thought Charles looked good in the tux. I thought he was good having the uh, the towel or the the hanky or whatever whatever it was that he had there. Uh, I agree the you know the kind of uh, jerk move by Miro. You know uh, I'm the new best friend or whatever. Maybe he's going for the best man Miro. Maybe he's going to be best friend Miro. Who knows? Um, but that was it was fun to see, and I and I hope that in the next couple of weeks we still get more. This, this is, is was, this is what he should be doing, not video games. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would like to see a little more of Miro and Charles kind of backstage stuff where yep. he's bossing around, carrying yep. the bags, not just you know making faces at ringside and possibly grabbing a leg. 
because that's that's usually the good shtick in the past uh you know anytime that someone's ends up winning the services of somebody it's degrading demeaning humiliating mm-hmm. and that's what we should be getting here you know get, gaining that sympathy for for charles <laughs> so. it's just it's just it's just so funny to hear him like charles not chuck no but <laughs> and you know what though like to me i'm looking at him in the tux and it's like this this look suits you like you you look like you should be like a butler or like a high-end server, like a high-end restaurant, like Ruth Chris's or something. I don't know. Like he just has that look. Uh, all right. From there we go backstage. What's going on backstage. We've got the elite gallows and Anderson, uh, Kenny Omega with the, the boots that Don Callis bought him for his birthday. That's like seven months earlier or whatever that we heard about earlier in the, the show. Uh, I guess they put the boots to Penta. And I, not much to say. Is there anything you want to add no, to that? No, I, I, I got nothing for this one. This is just, for me, it was. Just... It, it was what it was? Yeah, just there. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just there. And, uh, as we'll find out shortly, again, it just kind of adds a bit more fuel to the fire to set up for the main event for, was it again? Beach Blast? Beach Break. Beach Break. I should write this down. Beach Break. I should know these things. And the last year was called Bash at the Beach, so this year they changed it. Well, yeah, because that, that was WCW's thing too, right? It was Bash at the Beach. Yeah, but then uh, they have uh, AEW get their rights to that name or something. Or, I don't they- know. I'm not sure. I don't remember if they did or not. As a Canadian, I hear beach break. It makes me think of body break. Body. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So those, some yeah. of our Canadian, some of our Canadian listeners, you're going to hear that, and maybe you got a chuckle or a guffaw out of that. Uh, to our American listeners, uh, <laughs> you know what? Just Google Google uh, body break, or you know, Canada participation body break and uh yeah what was it hal hal johnson and joanne there you go body break beach break give me a break need a kitkat break i don't know uh our main event of the evening the inner circle triple threat so we had mjf and jericho facing off against santana and ortiz uh and lo and behold, we also got, uh, during this match, we got a, a little shout-out from the man himself on his favorite tag Yes, team, Sammy Hagar. Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, it would have been a perfect... If Jake, if Jake Hagar and Sammy Hagar made way, came out to the ring, to, I can't drive 55. Or Yes, anything. Any, any, any Sammy. <laughs> Although, I, I would have to go back and look. But I could have swore that uh, it, it, when when they showed Sammy's when they when they showed the little thing from Sammy, his little promo there, mm-hmm. uh, they cut off the video, but still had the audio right towards the end. But I thought he said something about like whatever he said is like they were going to have a good game or something like that instead of a good match. Because like oh, whatever yeah. whatever he said, it was like yeah. you know the last word like it's it's like kind of like the well in this case it, it would be like. Uh, you know, if, if you're talking to someone who has no clue about professional wrestling and say you're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I saw this match with, like, Hulk Hogan and The Rock. It's like, oh, who won the game? I was like, well, no, it's not a game. It's a match. <laughs> that's, that's what I always used to get when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was watching. I'd be watching wrestling, and I'd be like, oh, like, say, like, oh, it's a, it's a big match going on. So who won the yeah. game? Like, what game? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, I... I may be wrong, so if this is my challenge to to the listeners here, uh, if you if you've recorded it or whatever, you can go back. Tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right. Did Sammy Hagar say that something about whatever it was is that they were gonna like have a good game or they were gonna win the game? Because I'm pretty sure that's that's what what he said. But um, yeah, so Sammy Hagar. MJF Jericho, Santana Ortiz, Elio, what were your thoughts on this big main event? This one, okay, of course, it was all the members of the inner circle divided into two into teams. 
Uh, this one I was fine with this uh, with this match. Um, wasn't a bad match. I I still say like MGF says there are everything, and Chris Jericho say every, says everything is still gonna be the same. Now this yeah. match is not gonna be the same. I still say that no, something's gonna happen, and I I, I see something with us. I mean MGF down the road. Something like with them opposing each other, or is this a big swerve and they're gonna end up being together? No, I just think uh, Sammy's gonna like um, turn face. Like he'll kind of like yeah, and and you know what that that would be interesting because all along we've talked about kind of Jericho being the one that would be like booted from the group and whatnot. Even, but... even Jericho, you now Jericho and MJF are a team. I think uh, MJF, Jericho down the line something's happening where like uh, MJF is gonna like really pick on Sammy. Yeah. And go after him like and jerk was gonna step in like and stand up for him and then uh that's where the whole breakup's gonna happen interesting interesting yeah because it's I, I think back to several months ago kind of even coming into the fall for some of the things that we talked about on this show where you know and, and again i preface this i am not a fan of fantasy booking because there's so many backstage factors and stuff i i, I don't like to do that but uh you know it's kind of the nature of the beast especially with this show kind of talking about where we'd like to see things go and and ideas mm-hmm. and you know at one point and again not to say that this won't happen or this will never happen but i mean we were you know what we, we talked about um kind of a kenny kenny omega winning the title uh possibly kind of forming a four horseman group which sort of happened just not the way that we anticipated yeah we, instead of the four horsemen group we got to the bullet club yeah because we were talking about like if they're going to have like ftr or maybe yeah. somebody else kind of join yeah. and and uh you know if telly was their manager uh you know so that kind of thing and we were like okay well you know jericho is obviously going to get booted out of uh out of the inner circle and uh yeah maybe maybe it won't happen maybe it's maybe sammy Interesting, interesting. Uh, you know what? I, I also enjoyed this match. Uh, some of the things I picked out here early on, and, and I, I'm seeing this more with uh, Jericho when he's in the ring, especially when there's like the multi-person matches, is he's really giving the chance for a lot of these other guys to, to shine and get some stuff on him. If uh, you watch, it's, it's he's not, you know, if people are going to criticize, like, oh, Jericho's the main event and this and that, but he's not dominating. He's letting a lot of these guys get, uh, you know, get the get the upper hand on him. Uh, it was fun to see him and Sammy, the interactions with those two, especially mm-hmm. when, when Sammy did the dive to the outside, came back in and did the little, his half of the Sex Gods thing. And yeah, um, yeah like all, just what everybody was, was able to get some offense in on him. Uh, there was a scary moment. I don't know if you noticed when he went to do his lion salt, it looked like he actually hit head first. It was cool. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of, that was kind of like a oof moment for me. Yeah. So that it does, you know, he, he's taken the beatings, but it, there's some things, you know, maybe losing a step kind of, kind of concerns me a little bit. What were your thoughts on the finish about how that kind of played out with the knock into Wardlow? And I think, I think it was like, I think MJF was on Sammy's shoulders and he kind of yeah. staggered towards the corner. Wardlow was up on the apron. And somehow he ended up knocking with uh, Sammy, and that allowed MJF to kind of slide down, do the roll up, grab the handful of tights. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. See there we um, go again, right there. Just another. Another shot at Sammy. Another little like uh, possible clue to like what could possibly happen. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I did like with this was the timing of the programming, and it was like that finished and then you know it's like okay here's your winners and then off the air mm-hmm. so now it's like well wait but what yeah. happened is another, everybody cool another, is, is anger yeah exactly and and i i was happy to see that i'm sure if i look online you know there will probably be something but regardless at least you know from the television perspective it was good to get that little little hook at the end there like the, the, the last time it happened with uh the young bugs and uh the good brothers i was yeah. confused because we never seen them before but now with the i, I kind of like these cliffhangers that they leave us on yeah because now no, what's gonna happen next 
Yeah, and that was a bit of an older style. I mean, that's just like a regular television thing too, right? With a lot of the episodic TV programs, especially back in the day, it was you know yeah. the cliffhanger. What was going to happen next yeah. week? Same thing. Monday Night Raw, a lot of nitros. What was you know? Tune in next week. You know, fans, we'll you know, we'll see you next week. What's going to happen? Blah blah blah. Or if they were in New York, yada yada yada. But uh, yeah, I, that's a solid solid end to the show. So so. so. Overall, I'm giving this one a B. You're gonna go B. All right, I I'm I'm waffling here, and I'm glad you gave yours first because I was kind of going between B and B minus, but uh, you know what? I think I'll I'll follow suit here. I'll, I'll give it a B as well. Yeah. Overall, a solid show. Uh, I did not bring it up during during our show here, but there were a few few audio issues. Oh, okay. There was a couple during, I, I didn't make note of which promo, but I just remember, it, it, I think it happened two or three times. Okay. So I shake my fist to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, not really, I'm kind of just going, skimming my list here. There wasn't any really bad matches. No. You know, it's nothing, nothing necessarily outstanding, but but overall a, a decent, decent solid show. Would you agree on that? Yeah, you, you can tell when it's a good show because of, the speed that it moves along. Yeah, what's well, like this one moved along at a good, good pace. It, it didn't. It felt like two hours just went by. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, when, I'll when, 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 when a show just like feels like it's dragging on and on, it's like oh, and you're just sitting there. That's uh, what happened uh, a couple of times uh, towards the beginning of the EW when it first started. Up. Oh. Right. Right. All right. Well, then I guess uh, our overall rating for today's show would be a B. Yep. Not too bad. Is there anything else before we uh, before we wind up? Anything else we need to add? I believe that's it. Um, I don't believe there's anything else to add here. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of you that are listening, thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to our thoughts on tonight's AEW Dynamite here on WPOV Global. Uh, make sure you check out all our other shows in the Wrestling WPOV family. And uh, I have been your host for the evening, the Lone Wolf, Andy Anderson. And uh, Elio, is there anything, uh, I guess, you say goodnight to the good people? All right. And I've been the gentleman, Elio Canella, and we will talk to you all next week. Thank you.